Happy Monday, everybody. This is episode number 40 of I See You, Mama, the podcast where we talk to other moms about the stuff that we like to talk about. Um, This one especially, I don't know if you guys... Oh, by the way, if you have never been here before, my name is Ariana Evans, and this is the podcast I host. And uh, usually we talk to moms about all kinds of stuff. And if you're this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm glad you're here. And for those of you who are coming back for the 40th time, thank you. I'm glad you're here too. So uh, I don't know about you guys, but one of, in my mom's circle, one of our favorite thing to do is to talk about childbirth. <laughs> um, our husbands are completely horrified and uh, are like, why is it every time you guys talk, get together, this has been my spouse. He said this, you guys either talk about sex, childbirth, or you gently make fun of your husbands. I mean, gently. <laughs> and I try to gently not make fun of him anymore because it bothers him. So now that's left is sex and childbirth, which I feel like we talk about a lot. And then our children, of course, we talk about children and, and how to raise them and how to do better and the things that we're struggling with. And I feel like this is a very common mom conversation or maybe just, this has just been my small circle of a couple hundred women experience between all the mom organization organizations and church and mom's club and schools. Like this is what we talk about. We talk about kids. We talk about childbirth, I guess more so when the babies were little and we would like regale each other with these stories. Um, anyway, but, uh, this is my sweet friend, Lindsay Lowe, who, if you guys were listening last week, she talked about grief, um, parenting while dealing with grief. And, um, she texted me after that and she was like, oh my gosh, there's so much more we could talk about. And there is, it's like an endless subject. There's so much more we could expound on. And, um, but neither of us are therapists, so I'm not gonna, I'm not here to give you advice and neither is she. And uh, it was just, such a good, it was so good to talk about it and to really get it out. And that's the purpose of these conversations. So this time um, we're talking about our other favorite topic, which is childbirth. So Lindsay has had the experience specifically of having two home births, one in the UK and one in the US. And so she kind of compared them for us and then talked about the really lovely parts of home birthing. So for those of you who also have had a home birth, shout out, woohoo, this will be right up your alley. For those of you who, like me, have never had one, um, this was a really interesting conversation to have. I'd heard other moms talk about their home birth experience, but it's always so interesting to hear, like, the comparison of how things go, and in my head, I was like, you know, super crunchy, and I wanted to do a home birth, and my spouse was uh, not on board (laughs) with that plan at all. So, uh, we did what made us comfortable as a family unit, not just me comfortable. Um, yeah, he wanted me to be really well taken care of, which I think I would have been, but he needed that reassurance of like a hospital. Anyway, so we're going to jump into this conversation with Lindsay and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, so just briefly before we get going, uh, I See You Mama, the podcast, is on episode 40, and that will be continuing this year. Um, And if you have a topic that you want to discuss, I would love to hear from you. I've actually scheduled quite a few moms in the coming weeks who are like, hey, I want to talk about 
this, which is really fun. Um, and if you would like to reach out to me, my email is icumamapodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Facebook, on Twitter, and on um, Instagram. I don't post a lot, but I'm there, so you can find me. Anyway, um, thanks so much for listening, and we're going to jump right into this episode. All right. Well, let me welcome you back. Yes. So we're back with Lindsay Lowe, who is back again to talk about a different topic. Yes. Uh, Thanks for being here. Yeah, pleasure. Yeah. It's always fun to talk. It is. And we talked, um, okay, so we're, our topic today is childbirth, home birth specifically. Yeah, sure. The difference between the UK and America. Because you've experienced both. Right, yeah. And I would say pros and cons of both is what we want to touch on. And then um, whatever else we decide to talk about. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds good. Okay, I mean, so let's, let's start with your first birth. Yeah, so I was in um, London, and um, I knew as soon as I got pregnant, I was kind of hooked on the idea of a home birth. Mm. I'd watched the um, Ricky Lake documentary. I don't know if you've oh, seen it. I have. I can't remember the name of it, actually. I can't. It was like over-medicated or something. I can't remember. Oh, no, I don't think it was, it was called that, but it like, was something that I was kind of obsessed with. I'd watched it a lot and was like, that's what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> and I want to jump back because if you haven't listened to the episode, Lindsay and I met on the playground and she has two kids, one born in the UK and one born in the US. Yeah. And they're seven and four. Is that yeah. correct? And um, she was the guest. So you really have to go back and listen to the last episode, which was about grief, parenting with grief, which right. is a really um, beautiful topic. Yeah. And some of that might come into this because yes. if I'm talking about my um, birthing experiences, my mom, who I lost, um, she was present at both births. So she's a big part of my yeah. childbirth experience mm. as well, which is actually quite nice. Yes. Yeah. So you had one in the UK. Yeah. And one here. Yes. So let's start with the oldest. <laughs> Who is the UK? Okay. Well, I, um, obviously that's your first, so right. you're really nervous and yes. excited and kind of borderline obsessed with how it's going to happen. Now I have to um, Google what that Ricky Lake Yeah, was. Google it like, while we're about- chatting. Um, and I think it's called The Business of Being Born. <gasps> I think you're It right. just came to me. Just check on that for me. Because it talks about the, it's mostly about the host, the the way that the hospitals are run in America. Yes, it with, is called the business of being yeah. born, mm-hmm. and it's Ricky Lake. It's her story, her birth story. Well, really. she's more of the um, journalist, like she's more of the storyteller, and she interviews different people, and then she has a home birth. So right. I think she has like two or three kids, and it's her her second or third child that she has at home. So she's had her first child is born in hospital. I haven't seen it in forever, so I could be completely wrong. But just from my memory, she has kind of a, an unpleasant experience of having her baby in a hospital. So she decides to have a home birth with her second or whatever third. Yeah. And, um, and they, yeah, they show it. <laughs> I can't remember if they showed like <laughs> the I actual got, exit. I got really hooked on watching births. Oh gosh! On video, like like yes. on YouTube. I mean, it was kind of that borderline and, and called the midwife. I watched oh, that. Oh, <laughs> was that even? I don't even know if that was on yet when I was pregnant with him. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, anything to do with birth, I was like hooked, really, really hooked, and um, 
for me, I mean, a lot of people are scared, obviously, like, and it's always portrayed as quite a scary thing. Oh, yeah. People I mean, are screaming, there's blood, yeah. like it's a mess on TV. But for anyway. me, I was very intrigued. And so then after watching all the home birth stuff and how like almost jubilant they are, mm-hmm. I thought I can do that. Yeah. And I want to do it. And I yeah. wanted to challenge myself. And I'm kind of a wuss, <laughs> like with pain. <laughs> if I have a bit of a headache, I'm like, give me some pills, you know? Right. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting that I wanted to experience this. Yes. Obviously you know very painful thing but it's such a natural thing yes and for me that's just what I wanted to go with so um and I don't do doctors or hospitals really like I've never really had to go to hospital thankfully yeah um for myself um and so for me it was like such a foreign thing why would I go to one just for this right and it also in England um it's a little more common it's still very unpopular I would say it's really? probably only I don't know the percentage but it's 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 a bigger percentage that have home births in England to America for sure but um um it's still pretty uncommon but it used to be very common it oh yeah like, oh yeah like call the midwife everyone was having home births right yeah you just had to show up I know with and then it changed the I guess it changed after like modern medicine and all of that with yeah. the advent of, you know, having an epidural and gas and air. When and did that. that start? I don't know. I actually really don't know. We probably should have researched a bit of this <laughs> stuff before talking about childbirth. Because <laughs> now that my kids are older, I've kind of completely, it's out of my memory, a lot of this stuff. Right. Like the, the you know. Um, I think it was somewhere in the 70s because mm. my mother-in-law had her first two children in the 60s with um the twilight sleep yep i knew you were gonna say that which was yep. she you don't actually um not experience pain and yes, you're not actually you just asleep. don't remember it you just have amnesia yes, yes. okay so they she had, woke up yeah. with like she had broken her restraints and like spat on people oh and was God. screaming so they tie them up yeah they tied her up it's tied her down real on that her they back did that on her back, which is the worst way to deliver oh, ever. It's unbelievable. They did that with my dad's mother because, um, well, that's what I've been told. I don't know if it's true, but, um, and that was in the 50s. Yeah. So, um, so they're like, yeah, Tabitha's great. It's because they well, don't remember it. No. Well, then in the 70s, she had an epidural with my husband. Okay. He was born in 75. Yeah. And we, we, she's told me this story before, but um, she called her dad right after she had the baby and she said, that she had the baby, she called her parents, and he goes, Jackie, you're not telling the truth. Swear to God. Swear to God, Jackie. And she says it just like that, because <laughs> she was born in Queens. Swear to God, Jackie. Swear to God. Nice. Uh, no, she says God different. She, she talks like God. the president. Swear to God, Jackie. Swear to God. Um, <laughs> she talks like Donald Trump. Oh, God. They, have the same, nice. they say huge. They both say um, huge. Yeah, because he's from Queens, right? He's from Queens, too, yeah. yeah so they go. were. <laughs> That's funny. She's the same. She, they're the same kind of age, same kind of accent. But um, her dad didn't believe her that she had had a baby because she was conscious and talking and not crazy. Oh, after the epidural? Yeah. Right. Because she was just holding him and she felt fine and he didn't believe her. That's funny. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess it was the 70s. Yeah, somewhere in there. Right. Well, my grandmother, so my mom's side, my grandma had um, a really tough experience in hospital with, so my mom's one of four. 
and four girls. Oh. And she's the eldest. And okay. she had, when grandma had my mum, she had a really tough time. So, and then she got pregnant immediately after with my oh. um, auntie. Eee. And so I think they changed the way. I think, I don't know if she had a home birth with Louise, but they definitely had to do things a little differently and she wanted more of a natural birth and whatnot. Right. Um, but it didn't deter her from having like four kids. <laughs> I mean, also that's the 50s, that's what you do, yeah, right? You just but you just pump them out. Um, but yeah, and then my mum had all of us in hospital. That was in the 80s. Um, I guess in those days, home birth, again, wasn't really back in vogue. But, know. and my mum is like, was a supernatural woman. She was a homeopath. She was really into sort of natural remedies. But, um, really? but she had hospital births. Yeah. So when I said I wanted to have a home birth, she was really up for it. She was fine really? with it. She would have been fine with it either way. But um, I think she was really cool with my decision. And actually, everyone in my family were. Yeah. Or if they weren't, they didn't tell me. I had people sit me down and, and discourage me. Yeah. Because I was talking about it. Oh, really? See, that's, mm -hmm. I find that quite sad. Yeah. But, you know. Even though my mom had, let's see, the oldest was the home birth. The, okay. The first, the second, the third, me. All oh, of us okay. were home births. And then she had a hospital birth. Uh -huh. in Spain and she actually birthed the baby there because uh -huh. the doctor had never seen a natural birth he had only ever seen cesarean babies that's right. uh, what okay how did the, that's like strange. they just took them out they just removed yeah. them all the time this was 70, well they do well they do that in Brazil 78 yeah they had never I mean the, the rate of cesareans in Brazil is like 90% or something no, stupid it's crazy yeah and then, um, so she was number four in the hospital, but my mom just was like, just just stand over there and observe. I'm, I'm doing this. Right. This is four. That's cool. I've done it. And then five yeah. was a home birth. Six was a, was it might have been a hospital birth. Yeah. So she mostly had home births. Yes. And then seven was a big 10-pound breech baby. Wow. Where she had to have a C-section. I can't believe after all of those babies, she actually... I think her uterus was had just to like, have a cesarean oh. at the last one. I think it was so big, and her uterus was just like, we can't. Oh, I'm man. sorry. She was close to 40. Wow. She was just like, okay. no, I can't yeah. anymore. Geriatric at that age. Right? <laughs> That's what they say. I really can't believe that. Because I'm 35 now, so it's like... Oh, if I got pregnant again, I'm a ger geriatric yeah. mother. When I was pregnant with my last one, <laughs> I was 36, so 35, 36. Yeah. And they were, oh, you're advanced maternal age. Yes. And they wanted to check me all the time. I said, right. you just need to Have calm like a down. million scans. Calm well, down. So again, when I had, when I was pregnant with Casper, I, I was actually, my mom, that was one thing she was quite adamant about was she said, you don't actually see this might be controversial but she was saying i shouldn't have any scans she was worried about the, the ultrasound she was worried mm -hmm. about the the waves and all of that so um and she was like i didn't have any with you guys i was like well okay well things have changed now and i right. think it might be necessary and she's like well it's not really but i mean it's your decision because i had um i was in the the national health service sort of um with uh my midwives were from the nhs so in England, you know, for anybody that doesn't know, we have the National Health Service, so it's At covered. Least for now. Well, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> yes, so you, um, you know, it's it's covered. Right. Everything's co you don't have insurance like that is your insurance. Right. So um, it comes out of your tax paying 
salary or whatever. Right. And um, uh, so I had my midwives from the NHS, from my local hospital, and um, they, you know, they have a definite way of doing things. So with the NHS in England, you have a scan at 12 weeks, you have another one at 18 to 20 weeks, and then you have another one at 32 weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just did that. I just did what they said. Right. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to, but that's what I yeah. decided to do, especially since it was my first. Um, and um, and then I signed up with, um, they're not even around anymore, I don't think, this team of midwives in South London called the Briley Midwives. And that was just from recommendations online with a local forum where right. I was just looking up home midwifery teams you know that would yeah. be associated with the hospital right so the difference again with my birth in England to America was that because it was through the NHS everything was connected to the hospital if I for some reason I needed to be transferred but my flat at the time was about um a f- less than five minute drive to the hospital yeah and it's one of the best hospitals in England mm. Kings so I felt very comfortable with that right um so yeah, I, t- I chose my team and then um, you would go in and have your appointments with your midwife and you're assigned a midwife or a little mini team. Right. Um, a diff- like three midwives per team. And um, I was staying with the same midwife for the whole pregnancy. And then when I actually um, was in labor, she was busy with another birth. So I got sent a different midwife that I hadn't met. But oh, it was all within hi. the same team. I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. And here's So that might be uncomfortable for some. Bits. Right, exactly. <laughs> so some people would find that kind of weird not to have your actual midwife. But right. for me, I just didn't really care at that point. <laughs> I was too. Get this baby. I was just too busy. Right. Sort of You're too focusing busy. Yeah. on the, the labor. So. Um, but yeah, I had a great. I actually had a good experience with both of my um, birthing experiences. So. So do you, did you have aftercare, like after the birth, did the yeah. midwife come back to your house yes. and check on you yes. and make sure everything was yes. fine? Yes, with both of them. So with Casper in London, um, for I think six to eight weeks after, that's what they provide. They come, they come to the house. Which is really good because it's nice? really hard to get out of the house with a newborn. Yes, and they, uh, they, oh. they appreciate that. So that's definitely yes. something they do. And then you go to them when you're pregnant until maybe the last couple of weeks when you're waddling and they come mm-hmm. to you. Oh, Isn't that, that nice? so nice. Yeah. Like, let's just go to my house. Exactly. And they bring all the paperwork you need. Yeah. Um, actually, day two or three of Casper being born, um, they send a doctor around. Okay. So I didn't even need to go to the hospital or a doctor. Right. to have him be checked out. The doctor came to me. Isn't that cool? Yes. That's very cool, the midwife. Yes, it is very cool, the midwife. <laughs> My mom couldn't believe it because she had come to, you know, she had come over from Nashville and she was like, this is so great, you know. <laughs> and she was kind of flirting with the doctor. Oh, and mom. it was, <laughs> well, I guess <laughs> he was good looking. I don't know. It was like, oh, hi, I'm Dr. Da, 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 with his suitcase. It was like, what? This is amazing. <laughs> I didn't even know that was going to happen. He just kind of turned up. Um, I'm glad I'm dressed. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. And then when I had um, Romy, my second in Nashville, um, those were all home visits. Yes. With my midwife. And it was the same midwife. Which is. OK, so I also had midwives, but they were the Vanderbilt midwives. Mm-hmm. 
And so none of my visits were home visits. Okay. All of them were at their clinic. Yeah. And so that sounds similar to the way it, I had it in London. Yes. Yeah. It was very much a hospital-driven thing. Mm-hmm. And they weren't coming to my house because I didn't have a home birth. Mm-hmm. I had a hospital birth with midwives. With midwives. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, and again, a difference in England is that if you don't have a home birth, you still have a midwife. Right. So, um, so they're they're the ones that run the maternity ward. Are mid midwives, right? In England, not they're the not doctors. Do- or- no, no. But they are nurse midwives, like they're nurses, um, or just no, they're just midwives. Okay. I think. I think here we have a lot more nurse midwives. They're like okay. Nurses and midwives. Oh, both. I see. So they have the nurse training. Yeah. Like if there's a health emergency, they're like, right. okay. And I again, that might that. be something you need to like fact check or something. Yeah. But, um, I have a feeling that you're just a midwife. I don't think you're a nurse. You're a midwife. And then obviously, you know, you'll have the doctors and nurses on standby or whatever for right. whatever reason. I mean, of course, there are cesareans and complications and whatnot. Yes. So I'm not saying it's all gravy. I'm just saying right. that <laughs> it's just a different way of approaching um, a, a, a birth because midwives are really important in England and I feel right. like it's getting that way here maybe a little more but it's mostly doctor driven I would say yes because everyone that I know that's pregnant here the first thing they ask is who's your doctor right well I didn't have one oh. when I had Romy and people couldn't understand that they were like what yeah well I mean I think with my first I was already seeing like a an um a gynecologist who was also an gotcha obstetrician yeah. mm-hmm. so I was like well here, we, you've already been checking everything downstairs. Exactly. So you might as well yes. continue. Yes, yes. Um, I didn't have a gynecologist. Yeah. You so, <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever had one. <laughs> well, they make you go get one to get, you know, yeah, that's true. and all that Oh, yeah. Mess to make well, sure. I just have like a family nurse practitioner here now. So, oh, yeah. FNP, right? So, My doctor does pap smears in her office and she's not a gynecologist. Yeah. So she's like, if yeah, something's wrong, that's who we'll I, go. Totally. Yes. Then they'll send you to <laughs> well, one. Yes. So again, I'm not like the best with the doctors or the hospital stuff just because I do come from um, a homeopathic background. My mum is was a homeopath. And um, so that's how we were treated mostly. But um, and luckily enough, like my brothers and I were never sick enough to be going to the doctors for anything. So. Um, so, yeah, when I got pregnant both times, I was like, well, I'm not sick. I'm pregnant. So right. for me, it's not an it, no, I, so I, de- I just didn't want to go that way. Yeah. And I was pretty adamant about it. And my husband, thankfully, was totally on board. <laughs> Can you believe? Mine was not. <laughs> I suggested it and the look of panic yes. on his face. I was oh, like, I know. We, we just put a tub in the living room. He was like, what? Yeah. So what? Yeah, I know. He's they like, can't believe it, can mean? they? Yeah. Well, my brother certainly couldn't. He was like, wait a minute, you have to go. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> it's not a thing that you really yeah. have to do. So, um, yeah. And so I had water births with both. You did? Yes. At your house? Yes. I don't know if my foundation <laughs> would support that. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. It's pretty old. I know. It's a big, big old weight. And, um, but that's something that my husband was so good at because he's a really handy guy. Like, he's very good with that stuff. And I have no idea. Well, it's good to give them a job. So, oh, yeah. They Here's don't know job. what else to do. I'm like, like you can't help me push, yeah. but you can set up this tub. Yeah. They want to rub your back. I'm like, no. Oh, just push Fill on my the tub, bones. please. I don't want you to rub. I just want you to push my bones back together because <laughs> yes. they're coming apart right now and it hurts a lot. Yeah. Well, both pregnant, uh, both um, times when I was in labor was in the night. So, um, and, you know, I was reading all the books and they do say, like, 
make sure your partner has enough sleep. <laughs> so I was thinking about him mostly. So I was like, he can't help me right now when I'm in early labor. So I just let him sleep. And I oh. went into the other room both times. Alone? Yeah. Not the whole time. Because See, I was just mad <laughs> that he was asleep. I was like, I can't believe you're sleeping with this. Yeah. I, I was, you right But now. I was okay with that because I really needed that time to let it sink in. Especially with Casper, my first. I was early with him mm-hmm. by 10 days. And you know how everyone tells you that you're going to be late. Right. I don't know if that was true oh, for yeah. you. But they all have an oh, opinion. Oh, it's your first one. You'll be late. You'll yeah, be late. exactly. And so I was just... I just thought that was gonna happen and so when I was up in the night with these like pains I was like what's happening (laughs) (laughs) so I never had well I didn't have any sort of like um pre-labor pains before that so um so I went into the spare room it was like three in the morning yeah on a Sunday morning and the first thing do you know what my first thought and I didn't even think I'm a selfless person (laughs) but I was like oh no Loey's gonna have to miss his football game today (laughs) Because he plays soccer, and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna be really mad. He can't. <laughs> he can't play because I'm having. A, I'm having a baby today. No, but that's what I was thinking. And so then I went into the other room, and I was like, furiously reading, like swatting up on my Ina May Gaskin books. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. By I the know way. because I was thinking, oh God. Do I remember how, to, how you're supposed to do this? Because it comes in waves yep. and you do how to do all the things. Because I hadn't finished them. I was like, oh no, I need to read. So I was like reading the chapters while, you know, having the, the labor pains. And um, and then I was recording. It's a bit late. I know. It's a bit late right and there. then I still have the notes somewhere on my iCloud, on my phone, of like recording the times yeah. of each contraction. Aww. Such a student, huh? I was like, I gotta do this the right way. Such a nerd. Such a nerd. <laughs> the second time, I definitely didn't do that. No. <laughs> Just like it's been about okay, it's been a couple minutes. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what's happening. I know. But then I thought I was gonna have the baby that day, and he was actually a really long labor. Yeah. So thirty hours over thirty. Yeah. I had him on. So I was in labor early Sunday morning. I didn't have him till Monday at eleven. Rude. But the cool story How about that, if you want to hear it, it's Rude. a really great story. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if we have time. We do. Um, so um, so this brings my mum back into the picture because um, she was due to fly in mm-hmm. um, a week before my due date. So it was like, oh, you know, just in case you have it early or whatever, and then I can help. She was going to stay for three weeks. Um, she was living in Nashville. I was in London. And... Um, I rang her when I was in early labor, when I was left leaving my husband to sleep. And I said, okay, well, you know, I'm having these pains <laughs> and this is how it feels. And, you know, what do you think? Is this it? And she was like, well, let's just chat. So we chatted on the phone for about an hour. She was like, why don't you run a bath? That might help with your pain. And then, so I did that. And then, um, and then I went to the toilet and I had my show. Yes. Okay. You lost your and mucus blood. Yeah. Thanks. Bloody shame. Mm. <laughs> Sorry if that's TMI, but you know, no, no, this no, is real. This, this is, is what moms. happens. We've all had yeah, babies. Yeah, exactly. So I had my show and I was like, ooh. I, and I said to my mom, I was on the phone with her the whole time. I was like, I think I just had my show. And so then, <laughs> and so I said, so um, will you, cu-, you know, because she was supposed to be, one of my birthing partners, I suppose, she was supposed to be here for the birth. And I said, well, will you come? And she was like, yes, of course. (laughs) And so, um, so that made me feel good. Then the next morning, 
um, I hear from my dad or maybe later on the day and that's when I'm like really in the throes of like oh I'm in labor and I'm lying on the floor and my husband's like trying to bring me food but I'm like ugh, I didn't want to touch <laughs> it you know um, but I was trying to like watch a movie and go through my whatever my yoga positions because you know any kind of feeling of make this go away and right. um, but actually I was in still very much the early stages because my midwife would come visit every few hours and and you know check me out and it was like like oh one oh (laughs) I was like yeah one centimeter or two centimeter for a really long time and it felt so much more advanced right to me anyway that's how I felt so and then I got the phone call from my dad and he was like okay um mom's packing her bags and she's on the next flight and I burst into tears I couldn't believe it they'd made it work to change her flight so she would come that day Mm. and because um of how long it took for Casper to come out she arrived right as I was transitioning (gasps) really yeah isn't that incredible (laughs) yes so um good job Casper yeah your dear sweet totally grandma was coming well that's what the midwife said she was like your body is like waiting for your mum." And so my mom knocked on the door or whatever, and um, apparently this is what the midwife had said because I obviously was in the tub now, really in the throes of it all. And um, the midwife had ex- had said to Loie, who's my husband, he said, um, you need to explain to um, Lindsay's mother that it's a very delicate time now. So <laughs> she needs to be aware. <laughs> well, she didn't know our relationship. She didn't know if like maybe I was like, she was going to kind of trample on the atmosphere of what was happening or whether she, you know, my mom is like the best person to be in that situation. So, cause she's a healer. So, right. um, and I definitely needed her there. So, so that's what Loie had told mom. <laughs> she opens the door. He's like, we're at a very sensitive time now. <laughs> Lindsay's in the tub and She's ready to push. <laughs> but you weren't ready to push. You were just transitioning, right? Into pushing. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I mean by that. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, but I couldn't. I was, like, having a lot of trouble pushing. I was like, I don't even understand this feeling. Like, how do I do this? Because it's such a, for me, it was such a different experience to um, handling the tr- contractions. Right. And breathing through those into pushing a baby out is right. a completely different oh yeah um, feeling right you know yes so um so when mum arrives i you know it was so sweet my um, midwife and my husband left the room she was like we're just gonna take some time for you guys to be on your own and we just burst into what well, i did my mum didn't but <laughs> i burst into tears i was like mom and actually i hadn't seen her since that time in the airport where i you know was really upset about leaving her which is in the previous uh, podcast we were talking about but right so you know it was just emotional anyway seeing her and then for me seeing her having a baby in a tub in my living room you know <laughs> it was just crazy <laughs> that's so surreal and very surreal that you know that she had flown all that way and I was still pregnant right or you know just about to have the baby For so now. yeah so she arrived and then 45 minutes later he came out Oh my gosh. So she helped me push that baby out. <laughs> That's she, awesome. Yeah, really cool. She gave me the advice that I needed to go go for it. <laughs> I think they're right in that our bodies wait for like the right whatever yeah, whatever it is, is we needed it to feel. Maybe. Like this is the time. 
because I had a similar experience with my last kid mm. where once someone came and picked up my other two, my body said, okay. Yes. And it went into overdrive. And I was like, yes. oh my God. <laughs> yes. This is happening really fast. Maybe that's what happened with Romy then. Yeah. Yeah, because she came a lot quicker and I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Just because I'd had such a long time with Casper, I just figured that's what's going to happen with the next one, you know? Yeah. It's hard to know what your your birth is going to be like. And all three of mine were completely different. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Mm-hmm. Like they, they had, I feel like they were totally separate. No similarities. No, I mean, except I have the same body. Right. <laughs> the same husband. And I hired a doula. Okay. That yeah. was a different scenario. That's nice. Um, yeah, but I will. I don't know. Yeah, totally different scenarios for all three of them, which mm. I'll tell you about. Well, I, I didn't have a doula, but I did have um, my friend Liz, who I had seen a few days before being in labor with um, Casper. And she is a shiatsu therapist. Okay. And What's that? just... Um, it's a type of massage yeah okay. it's a type of massage therapy but it's also like kind of it's kind of I don't know a bit spiritual woo okay. woo kind <laughs> of stuff I love that and stuff. she had done a practice on me a few days before because I think I had some back pain or whatever. I mean of course you're pregnant but I had some sort of pain right. aches and pains and she had given me a little session a few days before and she, I honestly think that helped me right um, get into labor because yeah. um, you know it might have relaxed me into it or something. Right. I was having some raspberry leaf tea as well. That might have helped. Ah. But um, but anyway, because mum wasn't there, I was like, I think, I, I mean, I really want Liz. I, I, and I think I'd asked her, I was like, will you be there with me if mum's not around? And she was like, yeah. And so she came and she actually helped me a lot. She was giving me massage. She was helping mm. me with my homeopathic remedies because I had a rescue remedy kit that my mum had given me, which is a childbirth rescue remedy kit, oh. which I really encourage people to look up if they're interested at all. Because yeah. I really do think that helped me with my two natural births and, yeah. and dealing with the pain and whatnot. So, um, so yeah, she, she was helping me with that. And then... Just, you know, just having a woman. So in a way, she was my doula. Right. Even though she wasn't trained or anything. (laughs) So, And then when I had Romy in Nashville, my midwife was just so chilled out that I feel like I didn't, I don't know, I didn't really need a doula. And I had my mom, she came again, and my my husband. So. So you were all just in it. So the difference, we talked about some difference about the aftercare and the during care. And I do know... Like in, I think in the U.S., your midwife also, there has to be a nurse component um, if you're having a home birth. Is that I, correct? Um, you you have a doctor on standby. Like they oh, have right, to right, have right. some relationship with a doctor. And so yes. I never actually met the doctor that she recomm- that she worked with. I don't even remember his name. But right. um, uh, yeah, there's some sort of legality with that. Uh, but I never met him and then um, I sort of paid some guy randomly for a scan what (laughs) she like referred me to this bloke to go to and I did that I probably could have gone through my because I do have insurance in terms of like my my family nurse practitioner so I probably could have gotten my scans there my ultrasound sorry but I I didn't do I know what you're saying oh okay so I I didn't do that okay sometimes I forget what's English and what's American scans is definitely English oh okay sound is definitely American but I know what you're talking about okay cool so um so yeah so it was just a different experience it was very 
I think for me, the main difference, if you're going to do the home birth route of um, in America, it's a lot more research on your part. Right. So in England, it's pretty much done for you because you do it with the NHS and they have everything in hand. Right. And it's just so much easier it. here. Yeah. You really have to fight for it and you have to do your research. You have to find a midwife. You interview your midwife. Mm -hmm. That was never an option in England. You just assigned a midwife. Right. In America, you have a lot more choice that way, which is cool because right. you're paying for it. Right. So you are. <laughs> and there are ways, apparently, that, and some midwives did tell me that, like, depending on your insurance, you could fight for some of that money back through your insurance, depending on what provider you get. Right. But mine was, ne that was never going to be an option for mine because I have a really sort of pretty basic one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> basic. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I just knew it was going to be out of pocket, but it was really important to me. And again, like we don't have a lot of money, but my husband was totally on board with using us, some of our savings for that because yeah. he knew it was important for me. So, yeah. and if I had to go to the hospital, my, 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 ins my ins insurance would, I think, cover that. Yeah. Well, well, deductible and all that. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I didn't ever have to go to the doctor when I was pregnant with Romy here in Nashville, except when I had... Um, uh, an appointment with my midwife around the 30 week mark maybe 32 something like that she had come around to just do the normal stuff and they they checked the heartbeat of the baby right and your blood pressure and whatnot and she had um, noticed an, ir uh, an irregular heartbeat or something had happened where mm. she wasn't so convinced that it would you know she just wanted a second opinion right. she was like maybe the baby's asleep we don't know but it's slower than i like right. at this stage so and so of course i freaked out <laughs> as you and, do as you do and um because i'd you know both pregnancies i'd had very sort of touch wood very normal you know pretty right. pretty standard typical. typical nothing of too much interest so so that was the first time something abnormal had happened and so we went to the hospital and it wasn't the doctor. It was like his colleague or something. So I yeah. actually never met the doctor that she works with. <laughs> I still never met him. It was just like a Some teammate guy. or something. Yeah. And I had another ultrasound and um, they just checked everything over and it was absolutely fine. Yeah. It was just, I think she was asleep. Yeah. Or whatever. But they get... They yeah. get they get concerned about those things. Of course. They get and a what I fussy. and I did like that um even though, you know, she's all about natural, my midwife was very okay with like okay, I see one, you know. They're just I think they they keep on top of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um so if they see sense any concern, they'll send you to the hospital. Yeah. And so I had that scan and it was fine and then um um and then she kept seeing me. I think I actually saw her more than I saw my midwife in England. So that's maybe another difference. I'd had more appointments with her. Right. Which is cool. That is cool. So I want to talk about briefly just, so I had three very different experiences. Mm -hmm. I said, so the first one, my oldest, um, at 35 weeks, I was in the living room doing yoga <laughs> and my water did not trickle. It like, gosh, yeah, it flooded my yeah. I was like, what just happened? Oh. I thought I had started to pee myself. Yes. And then it didn't stop. And I was like, but I'm squeezing and it should, my muscles should cut this off. And why isn't this happening? And what's wow. happening? And so my husband had just left for work and I called him and he was 
parking his car in the parking garage and I said well my water just broke you should probably come home but because I was 35 weeks my body was like we're not having a baby I don't know what you're doing but I don't care that your water is broken we're not having a baby and they tried to induce her and it just was because she was quite early yeah had your water broken before like early before or like my first so I didn't oh that was your first yeah sorry okay and so they were like well so they tried to induce me and my body was like no I don't know what you're doing so it wasn't creating any of the hormones itself to mm-hmm. induce to help with the induction. It was just mm-hmm. okay. What? Why are we well, okay? So I just had these weak little contractions for about twenty four hours. That still sucked. Yeah. Were you in the <laughs> hospital at that point? I, I'd gone to the hospital yeah. like later that morning, and they were like, "Well, you seem fine." I'm like, "Yeah, but my water just like exploded everywhere." So I figured I should come here. <laughs> oh, definitely. And so. They ended up having to do a C-section on her, and then she couldn't even get down her her head down against the cervix because she was totally she tied ready. up. She was completely tied up, like two two times in her umbilical cord, like pinned to the top of yep. her uterus with her placenta, mm. so she couldn't even drop. Yeah, I was like, so probably best Wonder we didn't push why her the out. It would broke then if she wasn't ready to cut. That's kind I don't of know. Interesting how the weird. body works, isn't yeah. it? Mm. Well, and then number two, he was the slow man. He was 41 hours. <laughs> and I, cause I was like, oh, this was is he nice. late or he was like, it was like 37. I never went to 40 weeks. Oh, he was okay. 37, yeah. almost 38 weeks. No, he was 38 weeks, almost 38 weeks. He was like a day shy. Right. And so I was like, oh, this might be it. And when it finally kicked in, I was like, this is really it. Mm-hmm. Then it, from that point till he came was 41 hours. Yes. And my body was like, where are we doing this? And, and that I, was like your first real. Um, right. sense of labor then because yes. with your daughter I yes. guess you weren't C-section. having that yeah. yeah and then so he came I had, did have an epidural but he came out so fast like by the time you know he dropped and they I transitioned really fast and they couldn't find yeah. him and they couldn't get a heartbeat and, and sometimes they don't want to give you an epidural when it's that quick right well well, and it, cause I had gone without one for a long time, right. like the first 24 hours. I was like, we're going to make it. It's fine. And then I was like, can't do anymore. <laughs> no, I got it. And so they did the epidural cause I was only like at four yeah. centimeters. Yeah. And they were like 24 hours in you're four centimeters. And I was, a, I was a wreck at that point. Cause yes. I was I hate when they give you that number. I know. I'm like, stop oh. giving me that number. Anyway, so he finally came, <laughs> but he, it was like all this weight to get him ready to come out and then four pushes and he flew out <laughs> and the nurse the midwife was like oh 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 and she kind of amazing. caught him amazing so you yeah. didn't have to push that long which no. is really cool it was like uh, she did that's my least was, favorite yeah. part oh it's terrible she said do a practice push and then she like threw on all the practice gear. push yeah she's like let me just see where you are and then she threw on like a face shield and a hat and this gown really fast and a mask and she was like <laughs> Okay. And then he literally just, like, the last push, all of him came out at once. Really slippery. And she was like, oh, <laughs> all of them is. And then cute. the third one, I was like, okay, my water broker, like, bro, I don't know what it is with my Yes. See, my waters like, broke right at the end both times. Yeah. Well, mine <laughs> broke. I was up late at night reading something and laughing really hard, and I felt this kind of pop. And I was like, oh, I've done something to myself laughing. Ah. And then... Oh, like on your side? It was up high. It was like a pop up here. And I was like, what is that? A pop on my stomach. And um, it was was just a trickle. And so 
I was like, I think my water broke, but I can't mm-hmm, tell. I mm-hmm. keep something's happening. Mm-hmm. It's very messy. Yeah. <laughs> and I called my doula and she was like, go for a walk over on the block and you'll know for sure. And so we got, we went out the front door and we got around to like barely this corner. Mm-hmm. And I said, we have to go home because I've flooded my pants. You did? You, yeah. You I was like, this felt is it. it. We, yeah. I was like, well, I, yes, this was it. So it's and like so, the movies for you then. Because everyone assumes that that's what happens first. Right. And it's like, that's always a scene from a movie, right? right. Oh, my water Oh, my break. water's just broke. Yeah. But for me, they did it at the end. And I kept thinking, when is my water going to break? Like, does that happen? Because I'm still like 30 hours in and my water hasn't broken. Yeah. What is going on? Mine broke 24 so, hours in with the yeah. middle guy. And it like flooded. The doctor, the midwife was sitting on the bed checking me. And it like flooded her and she had to go change clothes. Yeah. Oh, I have a funny it, one. When I was got her. with Casper, um, I, <laughs> again, it might be TMI. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> I was standing up from the tub and I thought, I am going to poo myself. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, Chloe, get a bucket. I'm going to poo. And I stood up and I went over the bucket and it was my waters. They yeah. just exploded out. <laughs> and Loie caught them in the bucket. And my midwife was like, I have never seen that before. Like collecting it all in one go. I was like, that's such a clean, such a clean job. I was like, cool. Anyway, so that was my experience of my waters breaking with Casper. It's such oh a gosh. funny sensation. It is it? weird, like, yeah. I'm, I'm peeing myself, but it's not that. It's something else. Yeah, yeah. but um, no, I think um, you were talking about your daughter and how her umbilical cord was wrapped around. Yeah. So with Romy, um, that's a concern, isn't it, for a lot of people with home births. It's like right. if something goes wrong with the baby and whatnot or with you. And just know that they have a kit. Yeah. You know, they have a rescue kit or whatever. And then, yeah. um, and, you know, they've, I just, I never felt unsafe. Right. And that's just my personal feeling on that. For me, I didn't feel unsafe so but if you for whatever reason if you're an anxious person then maybe it's not right for you right so I'm never gonna say like oh you should definitely do it you've got to do what's right for you so if you feel like you're gonna be more anxious in hospital because you don't like hospitals then try the home birth you know if you're close to a hospital yeah um um but for me when I had Romy she came out and her umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck Mm -hmm. so um but it happened so quickly that I wasn't even I didn't even have a chance to be nervous about it because my midwife is so experienced she literally just went and unwrapped that thing yeah as soon as she came out yeah and then plonked her onto my chest and she was screaming and red in the (laughs) face and that's exactly what you want to see when a baby comes out yes exactly so it was fine yeah so Yeah. It was almost, so Peter, my last one, my placenta was really low Mm -hmm. and my water broke and part of his cord came out, but no one knew it wasn't enough that it was like, oh, your cord has prolapsed out. Mm -hmm. It was just when he got in the birth canal, it was across his forehead and they didn't know because he was just, his cord was across his forehead. Oh, okay. So he just kept crashing. I was nine centimeters, Mm. almost ready to push. And he kept crashing, like, after every... So they were like, we can't let this go on. So they just were like, whoop, back out the... What did they... How did they... They just did a C-section. Oh, okay. Because I was like, well, I guess... They are like, come on. It was like one little lip. 
was like, come on, cervix. Yeah. It wouldn't get And it. they I can't do like forceps or anything like that. Oh, God, it? no. No. They don't do that. I mean, I wasn't even dilated enough to push. Oh, they I thought gonna, you said you were nine. I was nine centimeters. Okay. They're not going to let you push till you're a solid 10. Okay. See, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, they were worried about him not recovering from no, every. No, that's fair enough. And he came out and he was so, oh my gosh. He just, both my boys came out, their heads are covered with cowlicks. Mm-hmm. And so they both came out looking like I had combed their hair. Yeah. Like in these dapper little haircuts. They came out with haircuts. Casper came, came out with a um, mohawk. <laughs> I had a mohawk. <laughs> it I was, was so born. cool. I was like, he's Look got the best hair. <laughs> and it was like golden red. It was incredible color. Um, mm. Yeah, Romy had like thick, dark black hair. And she had the like rosiest cheeks. We hadn't named her yet, but I was like, she's definitely a rosemary. I mean, like the yeah. face. Look at her. Look rosy at her. cheeks. Um, but she, um, she had a short cord. So that was interesting. Cause I was like doing the whole, like, um, skin to skin in the water yes. and stuff. And that's so nice. That's another thing about home birth. They don't rip the baby away. I'm not sure if they do that now in hospitals, but it I was with how my the baby is doing. Yeah. I was with my babies yeah. for like maybe 45 minutes. Yeah. Solidly. Like just before they had to clean me up or for me, you know, to do all that other stuff. I really only had that with my middle guy. And they finally were like, can we just wash him? (laughs) (laughs) But the other two, because Cora was so little, they just immediately took her away in the incubator and I like yelled at my husband like you go with her you follow her you don't let her out of your sight I'm fine like the doctors are gonna sew it back up you stay with her like I was yelling this at him you stay with with her like sobbing you don't let her out of your sight and then with our last guy he stayed in the room with me but they like I don't know. They cranked up my ultrasound till I was numb to my neck. I was like, I can't. <laughs> you like the epidural, you're yes. saying? Yeah. So, um, and I had the option for gas and air. I don't know what they call that here. The oxygen they... situation. Like, it's a pain relief. I know what it is. I use it for my last one, but I don't know. I think they may call it. I can't remember. Well, they, they in here? England, they just call it gas and air. And I think here they use the scientific name or whatever for it. But, it. We're going um, to have to Google so many things. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> you have to do fact check. Fact check. Fact check. But, put this um, in, the, in the notes. Yeah. So, um, and I saw that gas and air. So they don't, okay, that's another difference between England and America if you're doing home births is for me anyway, my, my midwife, you could maybe rent that equipment, but she didn't have that on right. hand. So Whereas in, England, in England, it's an op. Yes, it's definitely a pain they relief cart option. That thing. They <laughs> cart that thing with you, and but they never offered it to me. Really? So they must have thought I was doing okay, because yeah. I always assumed I was going to use it. Yeah. And I heard like some people like it, some people don't. Some people <laughs> think it's the best thing ever. Others are like, oh, that makes me sick. I'm going to vom. You know. I have to tell so, you. So, but I didn't use it. I was sitting on my birthing ball with the last kid, and they gave me the whatever they call it here, gas and air. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what they call it here. Yeah. Um, but you kind of have to huff it. Like, right. you have to suck it out of this yeah. tube. And it wasn't that it made the pain go away. It just made me high as a kite right. for like 30 to 45 that seconds. Sounds, oh, that, oh, And I was quick. like laughing and just like falling off my birthing ball. Mm-hmm. And my doula and my husband were both like, she is totally out of her mind but you know they used to call it laughing gas right right it's the same thing (laughs) 
So, I mean, that's really what it's supposed to do. It's just supposed to chill you out, no? Oh, it made me um, so stoned for, like, very short periods of time. But and I'd start laughing and me, saying silly things. For me, the labor, this might sound a bit hippy-dippy, whatever, I felt high from just being in that pain and, like, going with it. Yeah. And I was when I was in that water especially, that is a great sedative. And especially if you have back labor, which I did with Romy, my second, um... Being in that hot water, mm-hmm. oh, so relaxing. Yeah, it's really nice. That so awesome. I'm not saying it's nice to be in labor, but it just <laughs> felt it was better. It was better. Not. Yeah, I was like, get me in that bath now, <laughs> you know. So, um, and then I had both babies in the water, so they swam out, which is cool. Aww. And then they're clean. Little swimmers. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't have to have a bath. They already had a bath. Look <laughs> at you. You're yeah. clean. There you go. And it was nice because I um, didn't have to go to the hospital with either of them so or be transferred or anything. So I just moved from the bath to the sofa to breastfeed to the shower where the midwife helped me get in the shower and clean up. Yes. And while I was in the shower, my husband could do skin to skin yes. with the babies, which Aww. I think is so sweet and lovely. And then, and then from the shower to the, my bed. And, and then, then I just went to sleep. And then I just hang out in bed all day long yeah. with my baby. It's pretty nice. Yeah. I like that. It's just so nice being at home, I have to say. Yeah. It would have been really, I, I really like the idea of it. I know that my births didn't work out that way. No. And it's, and, and there was a time when I was really upset about that. Yeah. Like I said, my first I reaction that. is anger. No, like, I I'm know. And I would, I would have done the same thing, I think. I would yeah. have been really bummed because it's what you had wanted. You know, yeah. you, you kind of dream about how you're going to have your baby. And, right. Well, but and sometimes you can't choose. It's you just can't. how. I mean, I had a preemie baby and then two little boys who were right on time. But, mm-hmm. you know, things didn't go as planned and they didn't work out. No. How in my head I was like, it's going to be like this. No. It wasn't. And I wouldn't say like one is better than the other necessarily. Um, they're all like different experiences. But for me, it's like. For me, it's just the fact that people mostly talk about the traumatic side of birth. And I want to try and highlight the good stuff too. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everyone's going to have the best home birth ever. Right. A lot of the times it can turn out really bad. Yeah. And you have to, you know, and really traumatic and a big rush to the hospital or whatever. Well, and that birth can be traumatic too. Yes, it can just just in general. anywhere you are. I agree. It can be traumatic. So that's not my intention just to like you know make people feel bad if they're not going to have the experience that I did but I just want to highlight a, the, how I actually had positive births right and um you know there are other options out there, there if are. you want to look into it well and that things are so much different I was my friend Alice likes to remind me she said up until like a certain point in history there was you know you could they offered prayers for birth mm-hmm. and um, now we're like, oh, that the mother will be healthy and the baby will be healthy. But before sort of modern technology, it was that both would live. <laughs> like, that's kind of a drastic shift from yes. like, you might both die. Uh, FYI. Well, that's it. And how many people did? And now yeah. we get the option oh, yeah. to take care of all those things that might have happened. Yeah. I mean, it you is, know? it's a, it's, it's very, it's obviously the most natural thing in the world, but it's, it's a dangerous thing too. Right. It can be dangerous. Right. So you just have to go with it. Yeah. I still recommend I what's, it. Though. What's right for, 
for you and your body and your yeah. family. Like we had really sweet friends and, and, um, they were going to do a home birth with their youngest, also coincidentally named Casper. Shout oh, out cool. to Brooke yeah. in New Zealand. And, um, oh, I know that family. You do? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they were at the same up, school together. They for ended a little up bit. having to do a hospital with their last one because their oldest was so terrified that okay. his mother was going to die in a home yeah. birth. Yeah. That she was like, okay, we're just going to go. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, you might, you might want to do it, but your family, you have to think about those around you too, which is. Right you know I think I was just really fortunate because my husband was completely on board right. and my parents were too yeah. so it was just like yeah this is what we're gonna do yeah. um and again living in Nashville where we have great hospitals yes. nearby yes that always helps it does and where I was in London again so close to one of the best ones right so you know maybe Benefits. I would have thought differently if I was in the middle of <laughs> nowhere <laughs> but or then again that's that might when your only choice yes, in the middle of nowhere that's true and my midwife is from an arm like she lives in an Amish sort of area yes of Tennessee and that's all they, that's how they give yeah. birth and yeah. they're not near a hospital at all so <sighs> yeah Man. I know and it, you know not that most of them don't go fine but then there's the one that you're like oh right that wouldn't and I, I think know, about that with like yeah. my kids, which one of them would have like had things not gone well. Yeah. Like had I, don't I not like been to, in a hospital and like would things I have know. turned out very I don't like to overthink it because um like naturally I am an overthinker, so it's interesting that I was just very like this is what we're doing and I'm gonna not even think about that stuff. Yeah. But now that I get older, as I get older I feel like I would probably I don't know, if I ever got pregnant again, if I would reconsider my options but I know that I would probably get more nervous I think just that's a natural tendency isn't it just to be a little bit more anxious I do that about yeah. everything though it's like traveling now with the <laughs> kids or anything really I'm like Aah. you know I get a little bit more yeah nervous. I was supposed to I probably think too little about things that I should <laughs> whereas my my I let my husband be the worrier and I'm like the it's fine yeah, totally. he's like I can't believe you think this is fine I'm like what yeah I mean it, it is yeah. It'll be fine if yeah. it isn't now. Well, my my husband's just naturally like really chilled out, so um, so that helped for yeah. sure. Good. And yeah, maybe I was I don't know if it was naive, naivety or Ricky Lake's documentary or whatever. <laughs> it was just a combination of things. But I also knew I wanted like as natural as possible and not be filled with drugs because my body wasn't used to that stuff. So that was another thing that it's more out of your control if you're in a hospital environment. And things happen so quickly mm -hmm. and you're being told by people that this is what you need to do and you don't even have time to like process that. Right. And I, I really wanted to be more in control of my birth. So yeah. that's why I chose home birth, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, that's really cool. Mm. Man, thank you for coming on again Thanks. and talking about. Oh, I love it. I mean, it's, it's funny. My uh, my husband says when I get together with women, we just talk about birth and sex yep. and children. And he's yep. like, I don't talk about any of these things with my men. Friend. I'm like, I know. But what every do they time, talk about? I don't know. What do they talk about? Sports. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> Manly things. I, I don't know. Hunting. Well, I just find it such an interesting topic. Yeah. It well, really I met everyone's so different and you process it. I feel like we the more times I've told my birth stories, the more times I'm, I process it. Same. Yeah. yeah. And I haven't talked about it in a while, so it's really fun to like yeah. think about it again yeah. and, and, and compare, you know, like the whole thing of you, your water's breaking. I mean, that's just such a funny thing that you would yeah. do it so early and mine will, I don't know. It's yes. just like how And then some people are. birth their entire like membrane sac. 
Oh, right. Yes, that's a thing too. You know, people don't talk about that. No. The third stage. Nobody talks about... The third stage. What? Sorry, I meant um, delivering your placenta. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody talks about that. Oh, no. They just are like, and the baby came out. And that's that. Because then, again, I always refer to a movie, but like they cut to like, oh, you hold your baby and that's it. No. You have to then deliver your placenta. (laughs) Nobody talks about that. There's more things to birth. Yeah. More things. And they're smaller. I know they... Really quickly, I know they give you an injection, don't they? A lot of the times, uh, so that just comes out. I don't know. They did like some massage and stuff. For me, I don't think when I had you, an injection. When you have a like, home birth, you you literally push the placenta out, and it's like doing another delivery. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Did feel you like do that? Any of mine were well, two C sections. Oh, that's right. So that would just come out. It, but anyway, again, that's something they don't quickly. talk about. Yeah. Oh, it did. It like it was probably ready to let go sure. as soon as he got out yeah like it if it had gone on much like longer. you're so excited that you're like holding your baby and they're like okay ready to push and i was like, like no what? i've got to push again <laughs> yeah well then and then that like massage they do to get it loose i'm like i can't ow, remember that but ow, ow. yeah there was a, yeah there was a massage involved to get the placenta to let okay. go <laughs> i was like <laughs> i don't That's like funny. this at all I buried, um, that's kind of hippy dippy, but we buried <laughs> Casper's placenta in England. You plant a tree. Before, yeah, we planted a tree with it in my in law's farmhouse, which now they've sold. So now somebody else has got that. Happy oh, <laughs> placenta <laughs> tree. I know, but I thought it would be nice just to do something like that, especially since we were moving from England to America. And I yeah. was like, that's a lovely thing to do. It um, part of you and me yeah. here. But then, yeah. We what, did, did you we plant d- another tree here? Well,. You ate it, didn't you? No. I, I wanted to do that. I was thinking about turning them into pills, but I had we kept it in the freezer because I was like, well, we'll do, we'll do something with it. Maybe I'll eat it. Maybe I'll bury it. <laughs> and, then, and it was in the freezer for years. And then our fridge freezer broke this summer. No. Yes. And I forgot, no. it, I forgot it was in there. Ah. I know. And we were away at the time. And you found it. And Loey had put a gas mask on. No, no. Because it stank so bad. Anyway, you can cut this bit. <laughs> um, but anyway, he was like, last chance. Are we saving this? And he like, like had it in a bag. No. I was like, no, throw it away. <laughs> I felt so bad for Romy. But anyway, Sorry, that's Romy. what happens with your second kid. Right. They don't get all the, <laughs> the baby like book and so all disgusting. that stuff. It is. And I, and I, again, I'm a sentimental person, but I was like, even at that point, I was like, no, no we can't take that. <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. It, it was in the freezer for too long. I forgot, I forgot about it. You know, it's been a crazy oh, few because years. Because you, you're busy making, yeah. I mean, the, I feel like those, you know, I look, look at people who are like, oh, and they take the, like the belly photos and I'm like, oh yeah. But I never did that. With the second kid, you're like, ah. I there, mean, are, there are hardly any pictures of me pregnant. There's like one or two of me really I wish pregnant. I did more of that though because um, actually when I was pregnant with Romy, I, lo- I felt cuter. <laughs> but when I was pregnant with Casper, I just felt really gross. <laughs> and I'd like just cut my hair really short into kind of a pixie cut. And then I'd gained a bunch of weight, obviously like being pregnant. Um, but before you look pregnant, does that make sense? Like yeah, before you, you get the chubby. cute bump, I just looked really chubby. And I was like, <laughs> I had the short hair and I just felt really ugly and I so I, there are no pictures of me oh, pregnant with Casper I think there might be one or two finally right when I'm getting really big yeah sort of like the side profile the obligatory like oh, hold my. my bump you know yeah but um but no I I never did the ma- like ma- um maternity photos 
Sometimes yeah. I feel like I should have done that, but. I mean, the thing that I really wanted to see was the baby, not necessarily yeah. my big belly. No. I mean, maybe uh, some people are like, I love this face. Did you like, find out the sex with yes. your kids? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just ready for them. I don't care right. about looking at this <laughs> anymore. No, I get it. I really liked being pregnant, though. Although, Levy, my husband, will have to disagree. Sometimes he... <laughs> oh, Matt thought I was he completely insane. Same! And I was like, really? I don't have that same memory at yeah. all. Well, I mean, I was pregnant five times because we had two losses. Okay. And he was like, I was really just holding on for dear life through those years to not leave you because really? you were so... Okay, so I'm glad cranky. it's not just me, though, because he says the same thing. He's like, I don't think I could handle that again. I was like, right? what? I thought I was great pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was a psychopath. No, but, but I, I don't remember I that. really don't remember that. It's funny how you just, that kind of yeah whole feeling of I think racist. I was just a wreck all the time. Like, I was just mm. an emotional, hormonal wreck yeah. all the time. Yeah. And... You know, postpartum depression is no joke. We've talked about that on the podcast. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I just couldn't. I can't. Oof. Like, I almost died. It was just <laughs> with one of our losses. I almost like, oh, let you out. Got, oh, really? And had to go to the hospital and have a transfusion. And he was just like, I can't do this So anymore. he must have been really nervous for your pregnancies then. Like He wasn't. During it was each just one, the thinking ones that, that he was going to lose you as well, though. It was just, it was the one right before Peter that I had to have a transfusion. And he was just. I think it had never crossed his mind that I might die in this process. Mm -hmm. And then I, I'm being like carted away in the ambulance and like yelling, I'm going to be at this hospital. Mm. And somebody's pulling up to take care of our children because I called her from the. It's scary for like them. Like it, it's 6 a.m. Can you come get my kids? I'm going to the hospital. You know, like mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Like it never crossed his mind that I might die. And then he saw me in the hospital. And I'm like, I don't know what I looked like. And I felt great. Like I was real tired. And real calm, but mm -hmm. apparently I was just the color of a white sheet. Mm. And they, yeah. like, so when the doctor said, oh, well, we don't give transfusions until it's really just really necessary because, you know, there's always a risk. And I said, well, I'm seeing all these little black spots. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to. And you're I'm white as a ghost. And she put, she went in and put the order in right then for my blood transfusion. Okay. And my husband was like, is she going to die? And I was like, I'm not going to die, man. Mm. Like, but I could barely mm. stay conscious. I couldn't sit up. Wow. Like, it was, yeah. I was literally dying. Oh, wow. <laughs> I laugh about it now, but it was traumatic. That really For is. him, more so than me, because I was like, what? I'm just, I feel just quiet and calm and yeah. peaceful and sleepy. That's, but that's good in a way that you stay right? calm. I don't think can I you imagine if you were doing that? and to not Yeah, no, calm. that's true. <laughs> it was well, all I so could yeah, do. so he's, he's. But that's that's hard for the partner too, isn't it? Yeah, it Seeing was more terrifying that. for him, sure, than it was for me because I was, you know, they gave me a blood transfusion and did the DNC to make me stop hemorrhaging because mm. there was it was like a not a molar pregnancy, but it was like um, like my body was growing a placenta, but like the 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 egg and sperm that came together to make the the zygote didn't divide, okay. so I had like the yolk and the placenta the start of the placenta and i had all the like lining but there was the egg wasn't dividing right oh. and so it was just it was not growing mm. so everybody was like we're having a baby and the and the cells weren't doing what they should they weren't responsive yeah so yeah instead i was hemorrhaging <laughs> good times oh my goodness it was awesome yeah 
that was terrifying for mostly him because I was asleep. <laughs> and I woke up and they were like, I said, I'm really hungry. Could I have like a sandwich or something? Yeah. And then the doctor came in and she's like, are you what? And she checked the chart. She was like, you look like you're doing great. I was like, yeah, I just woke up really hungry. Right. <laughs> she was like, oh my God. Like Give it, me some an food. An hour and a half ago, you were dying. Right. And now you look fine. Well, that, I was like, well. So it worked well then. Good. That transfusion. I'm glad that Thank whoever's goodness. blood that was, thanks a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That is a, that, well, that happened. I don't think my mom had quite a th- the same thing, but she definitely had to have a, some, she had a lot of blood loss with my um, older brother when he was born. So I yeah. think that is it's quite common, isn't it? The whole know. blood loss thing. I was very anemic. I would have that a lot because that was after births. a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't have that with births. But no, I had it with the loss of the one of the second baby, or mm. the actually be the fourth, mm. the fourth pregnancy. So it was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, thanks but again for coming oh, yeah. and, and talking about all yes, this. Yes, of course. Like the moms are gonna be like, "Yes, my story too," and the dads are gonna be like, "Ugh." <laughs> <laughs> yeah well you know exactly they That's don't have to listen if they, they don't, don't want to but they, they should i think exactly. it's important i actually that is one thing i would say is that when you are having a baby like it is important for that partner you know to understand what's going on right. as well well and, to, and not be completely out of the loop yeah and if i can't process it with my partner i can process it with other other moms, which I didn't right. really realize was a thing. Yeah, that's nice. But well, we I was the f- when I when I had Casper, it was my first. I was the first one of my friendship circle to have a baby, really. Yeah. So that's why I relied on YouTube yeah. and Ricky Lake documentaries <laughs> because I didn't really get to talk these things through with other right. mums. And it's important. I feel like it's yeah. important. Yeah. And there were no community. podcasts at the time too. Right. So that helps. There weren't really. I think they existed, but Did they, they were. People were like, podcast? What is that? Oh, yeah. It wasn't like people knew what they were. No. <laughs> anyway, so thank thanks you. so much. Thanks thank so you. much. Bye. Right. Bye.